welcome back to Pop Rocks and Bleach, the only podcast on the internet that is making a podcast six months after the first one and not addressing the gap. Uh, the first thing I want to do is address the gap that we had. Um, it's, it's been a while since I posted, and um, the reason is because I was kind of in an inner turmoil looking for a, you know, a right direction for the podcast to take. It was kind of taking form, but I wasn't happy with where it was going. Um, so I took some time off to really just find my inner peace with this podcast and uh, figure out where we're going. I think we're getting the hang of it here. Um, we're going to kind of switch up how the podcast is laid out. So originally it was pretty much 100% organic, natural conversation with some topics kind of sprinkled in. Um, but the way I kind of want to do it now is we're going to have one main topic that we're going to talk about for a, a good portion of the podcast and um, after that, then we'll go back into the organic, natural conversation that you all have grown to love. My four listeners, thank you all. I love you. I know your names. Um, but back at it, we're back in the studio, my, um, my room that is also my studio. And today I have a uh, guest, Hannah Brazil. Do you know my name? <laughs> <laughs> I almost blinked, but... I was salvaged it. Am I allowed to speak now? Yes, you are. You okay. did very good, by the way. Thank you for your patience. Thank you. I love how you said, uh, we're not going to address the gap. Let me address the gap. <laughs> yes. In um in the world of uh, comedy and podcasting, mm -hmm. um, we call that uh, dramatic irony. Do you? We do, really. Industry standard. I mean, I know you wouldn't mm. get it. You're not allowed near studios very often but why would you say that <laughs> <laughs> so, um go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit um tell us a little about yourself um i hate that question i feel like i'm in a job interview <laughs> um my name is hannah i'm 20 years old um i moved to alaska about six or seven years ago <laughs> has it been that long yes it's been a long seven years <laughs> In the amount of time that I've lived here, you would be done with your bad luck. Wow. Wow. Like if you broke a mirror? Is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, or you walked underneath a ladder. Is that also seven years of bad luck? It's all seven years, baby. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all right. I'll keep making note of that. I keep walking under ladders like it's a joke. My life Opening has been terrible. an umbrella inside. Yeah, that's another one. Mm -hmm. I have a. I own a black cat. Yeah. <laughs> There's oh, that is true. No worse luck I can have. <laughs> Owning her is the worst luck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, she's sweet. Anyway, getting right into today's main topic. Um, and I'm sorry, Hannah, I told you like a couple days ago, but then I didn't really have you look very in depth on it. So I have done zero research. That's so. okay. I will hold the burden of research and information on i completely shoulders. forgot even what it was about i even forgot the title so <laughs> you you will be just like an interactive viewer for this episode yeah um what we're it gonna feels be talking like about that. today is uh it's a psychological evolutionary theory called the uncanny valley um and if you don't know about what it is i only discovered it recently just kind of by happenstance um, on TikTok, you know how it goes. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, the Uncanny Valley is this interesting relationship that um, some psychologists and scientists had found between um, how empathetic you are to an entity, and I'm going to use entity very loosely, um, to an entity based on how human-like it looks. And I'll give you an example of that. Um, have you ever looked at... Uh, let's say like a wax figure or one of those um, realistic looking robots and thought that's kind of unnerving or it's unsettling, right? So these uh, scientists and psychologists kind of dive deeper into why we have this reaction of repulsion and, you know, distrust towards things that we see as human, but not quite. And so it starts off, uh, I think one example I saw was they used a toaster as an example. So you see a toaster, and you don't automatically think dread and fear. You think a toaster, right? 
but as they add more human components to the toaster and make it look more like a human, there's a steep drop-off between, if you were looking at a, a chart, um, there'd be a steep drop-off where I believe your y-axis would be the likableness of it, and the x-axis is how human-like it looks. So all the way at 0% humanness, you trust it. And there's another plaxident in the making, if you can hear those sirens. Unfortunate. Rest in peace. Anyway, um, so all the way at zero, you trust it because it doesn't look like a human. You don't feel deceived. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all there is to it. But as we go further and further, like 20, 30, 40% of human-like um, appearance, you start to lose empathy very fast at a very quickly decreasing rate. So when we're at like 70 or 80%, it looks 80% human. You're very distrustful and very unsettled by what you see. Like if, um, you know, if you, like we were talking about, like if you saw a robot or something that, you know, it doesn't move right or there's something about the eyes, like you don't see life behind the eyes, that can be unsettling. And then when we get towards like 90, 95 to 100%, that's when the trust starts coming back and those unsettling feelings leave because then we associate that as fully human. Now, psychologists are wondering why we would have that programmed into our DNA to be fearful of something that looks human but isn't. Because, you know, there's two different fears that you can have. There's inherited fears and there's... Um, I, there's another word for it, but they're like found fears. So there's some that are evolutionarily coded into your DNA, like um, fear of like a crocodile or something, right? Because you recognize that as a predator, uh, as opposed to, I don't know, if you were like stung by bees as a kid, even if you don't remember being stung by bees, you could have a phobia of bees later in life just based on that experience. And so since this is not a cultural thing, it's worldwide. All humans have this reaction to what they call the uncanny valley. So the scientist's question then is, what happened evolutionarily tens of thousands of years ago to make people afraid of things that look human but aren't? And I'm going to open up the floor to you for our first discussion. I feel like we're in a speech and debate class. Uh, that's a lot to take in. I know. I that was kind of like a little bit of a, a <laughs> rambling, but it it's kind of like an info dumping, um, because you know it's a pretty pretty uh nuanced topic. But I mm -hmm. kind of just summarized it, and you're welcome to do more research. I encourage it. I'm still doing research on it. Are you talking to me or the viewers? Well, Are we all welcome well, to do gonna, research on it? I don't it. want you to whip out the laptop right now yeah. and start typing away. Um, yeah. Here, let me, so, let me lead this for you. Um, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> if, if you'd like. Did you have a thought? Well, I was just going to say, like, at first I thought you were talking about being afraid of things that look human. And I was like, oh, yeah, have you met another human? They're the worst. <laughs> That's funny. But then you said that they look human but aren't, like, there's something off. Yeah. Which I get that because mm -hmm. that is really creepy. I think it's, like you said, we look for uh, things that are familiar and humans, other humans are familiar. And when there's something off it it feels dangerous and you don't know what to expect sure that's that's very apt an apt astute assumption um and to kind of go along those lines there um you know some researchers believe that um the reason that we have this this negative um feeling towards beings that look human but aren't is because you know way back in the day um, death was a sign of death. And I'll <laughs> mm -hmm. explain that. Like if, if you were like a caveman and you saw a dead body, that means that there's a danger nearby, whether that's mm. a predator or if it's, um, you know, a disease or something. So a lot of people think that there's something programmed into our DNA to fear 
death because it represents immediate danger, right? Because, like, think about um, horror movies. A lot of the scary, spooky guys, the boogeymen in horror movies, all have pretty similar features. They're, like, really pale complexion, sunken eyes, um, you know, maybe you know, abrasions or cuts on their body and stuff. And those are all signs of, you know, a dead person. Like if you saw a corpse, it wouldn't look very, you know, a nice flush skin color and, Mm -hmm. you know, life behind the eyes. It would look pretty dead, which, you know, is pretty redundant to say, but that's just how it is. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of these researchers believe that it was just an evolutionary trait to stay away from dead people because, Either whatever killed them is going to get you next or, you know, whatever affected them is going to affect you next. And so a lot of people think that that's why everyone worldwide would have this aversion to things that look human but aren't quite. Why do we as humans automatically assume that something that looks human but isn't quite human, why do we assume that it's automatically dangerous? Like with robots, we assume that if they become more intelligent and smarter than us, then they'll harm us. That's an interesting point. And that's that's one of the main reasons the Uncanny Valley was developed. I think um, from what I briefly read, and I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, um, it was like Freud who originally came up with this concept like back in 1901. But with the advent of AI technologies and being able to do CGI and facial reconstruction and all these different, you know, technological advances. Um, a lot of people have, you know, kind of tagged onto his ideas and attributed them to, to robots and, you know, the rise of the machine and, you know, a distrust for something that we don't completely understand or maybe don't have complete control over. On the other side of the spectrum, so that's like the technological side, there's researchers who believe that these psychological findings coupled with cultural beliefs, they believe that there is an apex predator that we haven't discovered yet that hunts humans like way back in the day. And they would trap them by looking like humans and sounding like humans, but aren't quite. And there's legends of this all over in lore across many cultures, like the skinwalker, okay, I was gonna say the Wendigo, um, things like that. And I'm a big fan of other cultures, lore, and things like that. And I wanted to get your take on, you know, whether you think it's it's more uh, some sort of predator that, you know, has blended in with society as we know it, or if there's some other explanation for why people have these feelings. You keep saying all the things I want to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm taking up a huge portion of the time. Um, like I was going to mention skinwalkers because... That is really creepy, and I've heard a lot of stories about that. Um, And I, again, TikTok, I saw this video where these girls were, like, walking somewhere, and they heard the girl's dad calling out to them, Mm -hmm. like, in the middle of, like, this. They got lost, and so they were just out in the the boonies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And um, that just is so creepy to me. I know yeah. if I <laughs> if <laughs> I shiver. thought, you know, if I was somewhere alone mm-hmm. too, oh my god, my soul would leave my body. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought I saw my mom and and there was just something not right, like you just have that feeling. Yeah. Oh, that would be so scary. Go with your gut always. Because <laughs> like seeing isn't always believing. Um what what all do you know about the Wendigo? Or the skinwalker? Um, just what they are, pretty sure. much. And um, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> That's okay. You um, threw me off when you said Wendigo. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, the Wendigo or the skinwalker. Um, and I don't want to mix my cultures up here. I th- believe it's Navajo. Um, American Indian lore for like a North American, you know, cultural lore is what it is and so it's this story about um these these creatures that they they're like shapeshifters i think is what they are and so they can imitate any animal 
or mm-hmm. any the, even people mm-hmm. but like you can tell that there's something not right about it and um like you were saying um they can make these sounds to try and lure you in um like i saw one this was also on tiktok tiktok <laughs> is actually the the historical site that we're using <laughs> yeah. nowadays for all our research um it was this guy he was like on a horseback in arizona just going on this trail i saw that too yeah and I he know thought exactly it was like coyotes yelling yeah. and then the sound changed like from so the same crazy. source but it was like a raven or something yeah and i mean his horse was spooked the whole situation felt eerie whether it was set up or not man deserts deserts i don't trust deserts <laughs> you got aliens ghosts skinwalkers yeah chupacabras that's another one yeah that's a big thing in texas and speaking of aliens well no okay before you get before you go (laughs) off on that thing um, (laughs) i think i think it's demons demons i think skinwalkers if they exist Mm -hmm. it's got to be demons i'm sound like my parents blame everything bad demons demons like my parents don't believe in ghosts Mm -hmm. they believe in demons Mm -hmm. and they think that demons will pretend to be ghosts okay in order to lure you in i I do harm a ghost yeah if i see a ghost i'm like what's up homie i try to dap them up and then the demon yeah well have you seen those videos of people you know quote on unquote (laughs) talking to the dead and they'll be like i got in contact with michael jackson oh like stuff like that something yeah like i went down uh this rabbit hole the other day of this guy talking to different dead celebrities Mm -hmm. and my parents oh my gosh they're again it's demons pretending to be michael jackson michael jackson (laughs) yeah because demons love michael jackson (laughs) They, they can't stay away from the moonwalk. Exactly. They, they think that's black magic. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyways, don't distract me. They, um, yeah, they think that demons will pretend to be ghosts in order to lure you in mm-hmm. and do evil to you. And I was never allowed to play with a Ouija board growing up. And okay. I thought, you know, maybe I could contact like a nice little spirit like a victorian girl yeah like a you know like a child or a little orphan boy from the 1800s we just isn't tinder you Um, can't (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine though how convenient trying to to hit a ghost from the (laughs) yeah (laughs) you'll pull up oh my god stop let me finish my thought anyways they'll pretend to be nice Mm to get you to be trusting of them yes and then they'll attach on to you and and bring bad things to you and whatnot yes which i don't know man i i definitely believe in energies and whatnot <laughs> i could see that and this this doesn't have anything to do with, you, with what you were just saying are aliens yeah this is more okay. about aliens I'm excited. so a lot of people that are more likely to believe um the theory that you know we evolved to escape death and that's why we're unsettled by things that look human but aren't. Um, and their their first instinct is, well, if there was some predator in the woods just roaming around pretending to be people, wouldn't we have heard about it or seen it, right? Mm-hmm. And the first thing they say is, the government would have told us. No. No. <laughs> no. No, they I mean, would not. How many years did it take them to release the JFK assassination Okay, files? first of all, just last year, when all the crap with COVID was happening, they literally said, yo, UFOs exist. That's what I And was we all just to. were like, okay, but COVID. Yeah. And so, I mean, of all the things that you think the government would be telling us, you think skinwalkers or whatever it is they're, is high on their They're list. not going to tell us anything that would get us, like, Spooked. nervous. No, because we are the, the country's sheep. You don't want to disturb the exactly. herd. Are sheep herds? A herd of sheep? Yes. A flock. That's what, what they are. No. A flock of sheep? That's geese. <laughs> sheep? A flock of... A flock of sheep? No, no a flock is like birds, dog. It's a... I thought sheep A, a herd is is mammals. That sounds Unless it's accurate. a wolf. It's a pack. <laughs> We're doing some real-time investigation. Oh, my God. Anyways, um aliens see i don't think that aliens look like these reptile things 
It's a herd. I don't care no, what it's that not. says. Google says I don't, a I don't group believe of sheep is called a flock. Wikipedia. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> growing up what are in you, my school. Sixth grade English teacher? Exactly. <laughs> Get that. Cite your sources, but not that one, dog. Oh Anyways, gosh. aliens. I don't think aliens are like these reptilian beings with these big beady eyes. I like to believe that aliens look exactly like us. Really? But they're just like I wholeheartedly believe there's another planet out there in like a different universe that's exactly like earth they have the same kind of technology going on maybe a little bit more advanced they look just like us mm-hmm. there's a teenage girl on the planet grog sitting like by her pool and looking up at the sky and being like dang i wonder what else is out there so you think it's but we have like no a, idea like that a parallel earth like earth 2.0 over there yeah but they're just chilling and wondering the same thing about us if we're out here and they think we're the aliens too. that's crazy i've i had never thought about it like that because the amount of like um coincidences that would need to happen like we would have had to evolve at the same rate if you believe in evolution and like the meteor would have had to hit around the same period and then it, like I mean, everything that changed the well course of maybe human a history. meteor didn't hit them and they still have dinosaurs or something oh like that oh my gosh and they're just there's like dinosaur zoos like Jurassic Park and they're like oh yeah that's a T-Rex ain't nothing crazy about that well if the dinosaurs didn't die i'm not confident that humans would have survived very long see okay see this is where so we differ a, a because sitting in our poolside no 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 no, no. <laughs> i believe in the bible mm-hmm. do you believe in the big bang i mean I don't really know what to believe because, you know, what what science wants you to believe is the Big Bang. See, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think, I don't believe <laughs> that. You don't you know, think we came from a bunch of dust. Some stuff just exploded, and then boom, there's Earth, and then there's humans out of nowhere. Definitely, I just don't. Definitely two contested theories in the the world of you know, how we got here. Yeah. And maybe that's just my need for an explanation. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And I mean, back to what you were saying on, on aliens, I think I, I read this interesting theory that because of the way that light travels, like, you know how when a star dies, we could not know for like a long time until after it dies, just because the light is still traveling to us. So they were saying that if there was an alien planet and they were looking at Earth through a telescope. I know what you're going to say. Because of how far away they are and how light travels, they could still be seeing dinosaurs on our planet or cavemen. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, they're not that advanced. You know, there's no point in even trying to contact those troglodytes. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing to think about, too, is, you know, I definitely don't think we're alone in this universe, but I don't know how advanced oh, other life that would, would just be. be stupid if we were the only ones in this vast universe, galaxies. Yeah. That would just make n- absolutely no sense. Because then, you know, one day our planet dies and sure. we're all gone and then there's nothing? Nobody else? Empty playground. No, no, no. I refuse to believe that. I just yeah. hope whatever is out there is not mean (laughs) i hope they're friendly i hope what if they're just living such a peaceful life they're all just prancing around through grass and meadows there's no hate it's it's all love (laughs) well if that's the case i hope i'm so jealous because we would ruin it i hope they bring it here no we would we would taint it with our no sad human emotions no because then i'd be like look it's possible okay if they're not going to come here, can they come grab me? At least <laughs> take me away. Only if they have like medical technology that like, you know, cures everything wrong with you. Oh, you're then talking about like a they, utopia. They may take me with them back to their home planet. There was a movie about a utopia a while ago. It was like 2016 or something. The Giver? <laughs> Is that what it's called? Maybe. I hated The Giver. It's like I don't think it's that. It was like this um the super futuristic uh, world they like um 
everything was cured like you're talking about and like it was like this perfect lifestyle but like and then when they anything wrong when they leave their house they take a little injection or whatever mm, they put I didn't their watch hand the to movie. the thing I didn't watch the movie. Then so how do you know, know what you're talking about? I saw the trailer and it looked cool. And oh I my wanted gosh, to watch that could it. be so many different things. I, th- I think I'm thinking of Alvin and the Chipmunks too. What? That silence speaks <laughs> oh my, volumes. Exactly. <laughs> Learn from your mistakes. No, I don't remember what it's called. Can you even explain the plot line of Alvin and the Chipmunks too to me? Um. No, that's the one where they meet the, oh, the, the girl chipmunks, right? The she monks. <laughs> no, that is cursed. <laughs> Never say that again. The she monks. <laughs> I think they're called the chipettes. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is not helpful because yeah. they're also chipmunks, just and girls. And they sang too. They also Do sang. all chipmunks sing? It's canon in that universe. Actually, no, because I think they met some regular regular schmegular chipmunks and they were like trying to talk to him and they were just like making chipmunk sounds okay see that doesn't make any sense listen why I are we talking about alvin and the chipmunks <laughs> i did not write or direct that film well, so <laughs> i'm at a loss a couple there. plot holes there we can tweet about it later i'm gonna contact whoever wrote that movie hr file a complaint justin timberlake i don't well no he I don't was think- in that and um I almost said Paul McCartney. It definitely was not Paul McCartney. <laughs> he would not lower himself to that. Jesse McCartney was in it. He was the fat chubby one, Theodore. Yeah. Okay. And then I think Justin Timberlake was Alvin. And then, oh, no, no, no. Justin Timberlake was Alvin Theodore. Simon. You had to run him through your head. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who was Alvin. I've told you this before, but... Um, I was pretty sheltered from modern music growing up, and I saw Alvin and the Chipmunks before I ever listened to anything that wasn't kids' bop. So I thought any song that they sang in the movies were originals by Chipmunks. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think Chipmunks were singing, but I thought that they wrote the songs for the movie. And then I heard them later, and I was like, oh, someone's doing like a cover of the Chipmunks songs. And they're like, what are you talking about? See, I had a pretty sheltered childhood. Oh my god, Justin Timberlake wasn't even in Alvin and the Chipmunks. Am I dumb? What was it? Oh no, he was in Trolls. Yeah. Way past my time. Anyways, Matthew <laughs> Greg Goobler Who? was Simon. That beautiful man, Matthew Greg Goobler. Of course, Mr. Goobler. And then Justin Long was Alvin. Their last name is Seville. Oh yeah, because Dave, he adopted mm, them. He did. I wish some singing chipmunks would show up on my windowsill. Did you see the chaos they caused in the house? Yeah, but like they sing. They made Dave rich. Exploit them for money. They're so cute, yeah. I if singing chipmunks came to my house, I would um get my water supply tested to make sure I'm not hallucinating. Mm Mm-hmm. And the sirens are getting eerily yeah, close. This is crazy. We're getting swatted right now. <laughs> Makes me uncomfortable. A little, That'd be terrible. Yeah, that would that would suck. But um, I want to swat someone. No, well let's <laughs> let's take a step back. Just to like you know spice things up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so they get their. Can you go to jail for in. doing that? Prison, yeah, it's I'm a sure. crime. Well, some risks are worth taking. <laughs> what is it? It's a misuse of emergency services. It's Who um, cares about emergency services, man? Oh, my. Well, I say that now until I need an ambulance. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're the type of person to use life alert to flirt with the operator. Why? First of all, I need an explanation. What is that supposed to mean? Do you know what life alert is? I know what life alert is, yes. Else I've fallen and I can't get a... That one? I Okay, explain. <laughs> So, like, you just hit your life alert button, and they're like, life alert, what's your emergency? And you're like, but why am, why sexy. am I that person? Because you just said you'd swat somebody to spice things up. Yeah, but I wouldn't flirt with the life alert people. Oh, also, I, I don't think they talk back to you when you press the button. I think, um, well, it depends on which one you have. Because I know there's one that just contacts them and Do lets them know. Do people even still have life alert? I don't hang out with old people, so I don't really know. I mean, get an iPhone. Like, figure it out. (laughs) I don't know how to help you there. Life alert. Man, if you still use life alert, you deserve to pass away. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 
I think we should actually have an annual culling. Anyone that's over the age of 40 should die. This is not midsummer. I. Who? Should I get a bear suit? That's no, stop. Okay. That, oh my God, when they turn 72 or whatever, and they're like, it's an honor. That messed me up. I had to turn the movie off after that scene. That was a. Couldn't even finish it. That director's just. My God, it just kept getting worse and worse. Because he made Hereditary too. And that was another really messed up. Well, I refused to watch that as well. Yeah. That one, I liked. I actually liked Hereditary mostly because I just like horror movies, but. You know, for the most part, it was, it was, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. Rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, um, see, I would not use rough. I would use um, traumatizing. It literally gave me the worst panic attack of my entire life. It was, oh my god, I can't. It makes you feel very unsettled. It, unsettled. Yeah. No, it felt demonic. I was like, turn <laughs> this shit off. <laughs> and then I didn't want to turn the lights off i was like i need to sit in the light i need to watch a barbie movie movie yep no barbie that's that was positive yeah uplifting which one did you watch i watched (laughs) uh the princess and the pauper of course a classic yeah of course who hasn't yeah i used to watch them with my sister when we were growing up because that's what she wanted to watch and I, i think the deal was we'd each get to pick a movie and so i would watch you know, whatever I was watching. And then she was like, okay, let's watch Barbie. And the only one I really remember was, it was one about mermaids. Barbie and, right. Barbie um, and she grew a fishtail, I think was the title. Barbie and she grew a fishtail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're so off topic. Isn't this supposed to be the one where we stay on topic? Actually, that should is... be the title of the podcast. The one where we stay on topic. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good uh, stopping point for just a second. Um, we usually take a, a little break about the halfway point. It looks like we're reaching about 32 right now. So. To regather our, or to regroup. Regroup. Get a little yeah, water. Yeah, regather our thoughts. Maybe, maybe pee. Oh, intermission. Yeah, a nice intermission. So Nice. For you guys, it'll feel like we never left. Um, mm-hmm. But for us, much time will have passed, and we will have grown older and wiser. So yeah. I look forward to seeing you when I am <laughs> omniscient. That's I don't know what that word means. It's like, like a all seeing. So if you're like, um, it's used in like narration a lot. So if you're like, um, you know, there's like first person view and third person view, and then there's omniscient where the storyteller knows everything that's happening in the story, even like the thoughts of characters. So hopefully I don't achieve that because that's like a godlike status. Mm -hmm. Um, And And your ego is already big enough. Through the roof. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I really don't need. You don't need a bigger head than you already have. It's quite massive. I'm surprised it fits through your T-shirts. How'd you get that thing on? I actually have to have custom built T-shirts from Saudi Arabia. It's got Mm -hmm. a, a rubber neckline that stretches. Rubber? Yeah, like a rubber band. Elastic was too expensive because I need a lot of them. Anyway, we're taking the break. (laughs) We'll be right back. Welcome back to part two episode. I don't even know. We're back. We took a break, but now we're back. Did I mention we're back? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Hannah, jumping right into it. How does your brain work? Like what's your thought process? When you encounter information. Why? Well, because everybody's wired differently. Like, um, I know in math, I had a really hard time doing what the teacher said because when she gave me something like 7 plus 5, I wasn't like 7 plus 5 is, what is it, 12? I would say 7 has 5 in it, so then it's 5 plus 5 plus 2. And I would break it down like that to make it more manageable for my brain. I'm sorry, what? So if you had the equation 7 plus 5, how would you solve it? And those are small numbers, so you might just know that it's 12. Okay, but now that you've already said the 5 plus 5 plus 2. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's how you do it too? Because I would always, I would (laughs) never, like especially if it was like weird numbers that I didn't normally use. 
Like nines were easy because if it was nine plus five, I know that it's one less than whatever the other number is plus five and then or plus ten. No, so I've always done something really weird that I taught myself when I was a kid Mm -hmm. in math class. um, I would I would see the numbers. Right. And then I would count. So like for I don't know how to explain this at all. So it would be like three plus four. Okay. So I would count, I would look at the three and I would count um, each little dot on the three. Like so the way like that it's, it's got written. three prongs. It's ha- yeah, it has three prongs. I would count every prong. Okay. And then when I got to the four, I would go one, two, three, four. Oh, so you kind of saw that the numbers had their own little code in them. Yeah. That would mean, okay, I see what you're saying. I have thought about that before, but I don't really use that too often. My my brain is like you know you know a chocolate fountain? Yeah. So my brain obviously is smooth. Everybody knows that. So it's it's more like just a sphere sitting in my skull, but it's hollow in the middle. Not a lot of people know that. It's hollow. There's a tube that runs through my brain, the hollow center that attaches to my spinal cord. And it pumps the spinal juices up through my brain and it's like a chocolate fountain it kind of just drizzles the thoughts the the chocolate fountain you know it kind of just dribbles those thoughts across the surface of the brain so really the first thing that i'm saying is automatically the first thing that i'm thinking and vice versa and that's why a lot of times if you follow me on twitter you know it stuff doesn't really make a lot of sense because um i use twitter as an outlet for all the thoughts that I have trapped in my head and it gets them off the top of my brain so I can think about something else. You're really running with that smooth brain thing, huh? It's true. Respect. It's my gamer tag. Um, <laughs> because you're such an, an avid gamer. When I play. Yeah, when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in middle school, we had to take a learning style quiz okay and i learned that i'm a kinesthetic learner which means there's a visual learner Mm -hmm. an auditory learner and kinesthetic learner okay um and kinesthetic is where you learn through doing which is so true because i can listen and watch people do things but until i do it myself i won't completely know or understand how to do it and i think practice makes perfect yeah and I, I think everybody's a mix of all three of those, but it's just which one's your dominant. Because I would say I'm very much a visual learner, but it also really helps me to do it, right? And so I can watch somebody do something and I'll kind of, I'll pretty much get the hang of it, but actually doing it's really going to cement that in there for me. Mm-hmm. But I would say I'm, I'm a visual learner. I just like jumping into things and Sink trying out things and seeing what works, yeah. That's fair enough. <laughs> I had something to say, then I didn't. So you you went to school predominantly in Texas. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's why I really struggled in school, because it's just all like visual and auditory. Yeah, just like it's guns and so hard. <laughs> I hated school. Anyways, yeah, I went to school in Texas most of my schooling career. Yeah. And how how would you say that's different from how you were oh learned God. in Alaska? Such an upgrade. Really? <laughs> Alaska was an upgrade no, from no, no, Texas? No, 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 no. Texas is an upgrade from Alaska. Well, sure. So I should say, oh, my God, North Pole, Alaska is such a downgrade. No hate, but all shade. <laughs> I, Interesting verbiage. I remember, like, some of my first days days some of my like first lessons mm-hmm. uh in alaska i was like dog i learned this crap in like the fifth grade no our our system up here is literally like 20 years behind everyone else yeah and i it was horrible yeah and yeah it's just completely different and, but i also feel like texas has more resources well, more sure. things to do. They're a big state. And I mean, just talking about the sports programs that you guys had done. Oh, my gosh. Like, so much better. Comparatively to our, what do we have, a grass field? I was surprised 
Oh, yeah. We had, like, stadiums, turf fields. I was surprised. The first football game I went to up here, no band. Mm-hmm. Which is so weird. Yeah. It's, like, silent the whole game except for, like, whistles. And crying. Yeah. That's all I remember about football. Really? And your very short kicker career. Hey, but guess what? Um, I I learned a lot and I really enjoyed it. Do you think if you wouldn't have played football that our paths still would have crossed? You know, I'm not sure because we didn't really hang out in a lot of the same social groups and... You know, outside of the limited time that I was in football, I didn't really see you that much. Yeah, but that's how I even knew you existed was because of football. And what's crazy is I could have not been the kicker. Like, I heard through the grapevine that the coach was like, hey, we need a kicker. You know, talk to some soccer players. And I was some soccer players, right? And so he was like, can you kick? And I was like, that's all I do. And he's like, you're hired. Practice there... is at midnight tonight. Oh, great. <laughs> that was the midnight were there... practice. I was so angry that they didn't do that my senior year. The midnight practice. So upset. But let me tell you. Tell me. Um, I don't have anything to tell you. Were there, <laughs> <laughs> were there any other soccer players that were like, I'm interested. I want to do it. Or was it just you? You were this you were the stand up citizen. Well, um, I think I heard about it early. Earlier than the rest of the team. I'm sure there was others that, you know, they probably would have tried out for it, but I was I kinda just cemented that position because I emailed him like at nine o'clock at night. And I was like, mm. Hey, I heard you were looking for a kicker. I'd like to come and I was like, I know nothing, literally nothing about football. I don't watch it, I don't play it, I don't even know the rules. So I was like, but if if you can, if you think you can turn a soccer player into a football kicker, I'm willing to try. And he was like, great. Practice starts tonight. And I was like, oh my God, midnight. And, um, and actually speaking on that note, all of my kicker predecessors have been soccer players as well. Cause there was Joe Buma and Skylar Denny were the kickers that I can think of after me. And they were both soccer okay. players. Skyler, I heard he was an incredible kicker. I only went to a couple games, but yeah, he really tore it up out there. And he had hands, too. Yeah, it just hasn't been the same since we graduated. Really hasn't. Downhill after us. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I peaked in high school, but I had some really fond memories of that time period. But I think it went downhill immediately after your class graduated, for sure. Without a doubt. the Like school as a whole or just the football program? Well, both. <laughs> I was very fortunate. I joined when there was a big senior team for football. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, a lot of... We actually went to state, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. And I was like, wow, that is this fun. normal? I, yeah. I didn't know because I didn't even follow our own school. Oh, my program. gosh. I had so much fun following the football team around from city to city all over the state. That was another thing. Like with soccer, our budget is so small that we have to fundraise a ton. We don't have a booster club. And so we do one trip a year and we plan for two if we make it to state. And so we do, we call it the Wasilla trip or the Valley trip. And we go down and play um, schools like Wasilla, Colony, Houston. Um, We played Reddington one time, the like middle school, high school mix. Um yeah, and so those were always really fun, but being able to take like multiple trips during the year and like mm. flying places was like really cool. I'm glad I got to experience Oh my that. gosh, yeah, going to Juno and Ketchikan Seriously. in one football season? Yeah. That was crazy. And then state down yeah. in Palmer, I believe. Mhm. Wow. That was crazy. That was such a fun season though. I was I was the only kicker on record for a school to get a foul. Wow. That was the only season I pretended to even remotely enjoy football. I mean, it was a good time. (laughs) Except when I was a manager, but that was just not fun (laughs) at all. What would you say your manager experience was like? Just stressful because teenage girls are the worst. 
I would say so, especially when they're in an environment where they're only around a hundred high school boys at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I just wanted to like chill with my bros. Sure. And then hang with your homies. But then bringing all of these. Well, yeah, because you know, being a, a high school uh, sports manager as a teenage girl, yeah, and and you're surrounded by all of these boys you know these you like athletic especially boys. when it's underclassmen as managers mm-hmm. all they want to do is show out show up and show out that's a fact and like put on a little show yeah it's just it was too much for me i'm kind of glad i only did it for for one season yeah but part of me wishes i would have done it while my brother was playing too because mm-hmm. then i could have been closer to him Brought him water. But also, he was not nice to me at all. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. Could you have imagined, though, if I had been a manager? Stop attacking me. <laughs> no, uh, so one of the problems that I found with the other podcast was the electronics were too close to each other, and it caused a buzzing. Well, then get away from me. I am <laughs> so far away. <laughs> Anyways, do you think... Unhand me, you fiend. <laughs> Do you think if we... Oh, my God, where am I going with this? If I would have been a sports manager my junior year of high school, your senior year, when you were a kicker, mm-hmm. do you think that, like, anything would have happened then? I know you were in a relationship, but that Semantics. ain't no thing. Semantics. That would not have been an issue for me. I think it would have been for me. <laughs> for I one. don't believe that. Knowing what I know now... If I could go back in time, I would have been a manager. I wouldn't have been coming for those cheeks. Oh my, M- mine? Yes. These, these. Oh yeah. Pillsbury Doughboys. And maybe others. You would have been. The confidence boost would be too up. much for me. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, I don't know. I was just really focused on academia and why my career. Because <laughs> at that point, I was, I had already set all my classes for UAF the next semester during high school and so because i was trying to go into the fbi i still might who knows i can't even apply till i'm 25 so got a lot of time to think but you know they don't want they don't want uh this is something interesting i don't know if i've talked about this on the podcast before um i talked with an fbi agent in fairbanks he's like our local his name is Derek stone we have those fbi agents yeah yeah, of course. I mean, I think he was um, unsolved murders. Like he was the cold cases guy or something. I don't remember what his exact role was, but he was in the FBI. And um, he came and did a presentation uh, for Miss Bex's forensic class. And I was like, man, I want to learn more about the FBI and how he got in and everything. And I was expecting this big background in like uh, military or law enforcement or law. Because that's all of what I had heard and seen on TV and stuff. And he was like, no, man, the uh, the FBI, they're loaded with military and police and lawyers and stuff. And I didn't want to go into the FBI to be an accountant. Like forensic accounting sounds mm-hmm. super boring. Um, but anyway, he was like, you know what I was before I was in the FBI? And I was like, what? And he said, an eighth grade science teacher. He said, uh, burger flipper at McDonald's. Seriously. <laughs> he was like, they want someone who's had like different jobs and is kind of like a well-rounded person with a lot of different experience. They want different eyes to be looking in. They don't want a bunch of police because they're all going to look pretty much the same at a situation. Mm-hmm. They want a bunch of different views on the same situation so that they can tackle the issue in a better way. And I'd never thought about it like that. So... I mean, right now I'm in car sales. Oh, yeah. You guys don't even know. I work at Jeans Chrysler, yeah, Jeep Dodge and Ram. What's changed in your life since the last uh, podcast? In, in six months. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. We went on that. I think the last podcast I episode. <laughs> the last <laughs> podcast I uploaded, holy, um, was when there was like six or seven of us. And that was Chaos. very hectic Mm -hmm. and the microphone levels weren't working i did not listen to that one i'm gonna be honest with you i don't blame you i had a hard time listening to it while i was editing it um and i was upset because i couldn't fix um how low some people's voices were and how high others were and you know the volume and everything but 
Anyway, since then, um, if I love you how well we've that, we've stuck to the topic. No, no, no. <laughs> so the idea is like for the the first part, we talk about it for like a good chunk of time, and I think we spent like twenty or twenty five minutes hmm. talking about that. And then afterwards, now we can just talk about what. I don't know how these podcasting things work. It's pretty nuanced. Anyways, your life. Let us know what's up. Yeah. So we want. I'll, I'll summarize the last one for you, because um, I don't want you to go back and listen to it. Took a big trip to Anchorage, um, had a lot of fun, hiked up a mountain with a pineapple, and then we threw it in the Ninana River off a bridge. Super fun. I got that pineapple tattooed on my arm in 3D, just like my B is. Um, I need to get it touched up soon because it's all healed now. That Thank you for including that yeah. piece of information. Yeah, and then after that- Aren't you that, supposed to be summarizing this? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm summarizing the last six months of my life. Okay, yeah. I just think- that never mind continue <laughs> anyway um let's see oh yeah um let's see oh yeah and then i stopped being a concrete cutter and i got a job at jeans chrysler and i mm. sell new and used cars mm. if you're looking for a vehicle dm me i'll hook you up yeah and then at lincoln bio high on scott yeah that's my insta actually yeah you can my dm insta. me there um <laughs> And then after that, um, I started dating Hannah. Oh. You. And then we went on a trip to Seward and Anchorage. Mm-hmm. Which was a mess from beginning oh, to end. That was a... <laughs> Man, we could do a podcast on that trip alone. Just on that trip. There were so many things that went wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, big mess. Anyway... Then after that, kind of just been chilling, vibing. Um, Clayson, he was on the podcast a couple episodes back. He left for basic. If you listen to our sister channel, Bonk Rocks and Bleach, I believe. Bonk Rocks and Bleach? No, it's just Bonk Rocks, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. I think it's Bonk Rocks. They're coming for your brand. <laughs> they really are. They took a stab right at me. Bonk Rocks. Wow. And it's, it's kind of It really of rolls off the tongue. I like it. But anyway, Clayson, he actually got me this big blown up uh, poster framed of my podcast logo with this nice white background. Um, And that's kind of what inspired me to do today's episode was I've been, you know, every night I just have it in my room in the corner and I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, I'm not doing that poster very much justice. I haven't posted in a while. And, um, you know, I've got all these these cool things. We still have stickers. I still have holographic mm-hmm. Pop Rocks and Bleach stickers with the Spotify barcode. A ton of them. Um, a ton. So if you guys are interested, um, definitely let me know. I'll put a picture on my Twitter again. Um, just DM me. They're two bucks. Um, I try to keep them cheap for you guys. Um, even if you don't listen to the podcast, they're just really cool stickers. Buy some for your friends. Um, they look really good on water bottles and whatever. Anyway, all the proceeds for that are going to be going towards buying better podcasting equipment like mic stands a pop filter um i'm trying to get this uh upgraded software that's going to make editing easier and cleaner for me so anything like that is really going to help out you know with with us please don't send me money um send me the money (laughs) (laughs) no um there is a Um, link on my cash app is (laughs) no there's a, a link to my anchor on on my website, I believe, or on the the podcast site. Um, And there is like a a monetary slot for that. But I felt bad because, you know, some people subscribe to it and then I went on a six month break and they're just paying for nothing. So until I really get this figured out, um, the best way you can support me is buying these stickers um, or even just listening to the podcast. I mean, the more you listen, the more I'm gonna know that I have a, a captive audience waiting to hear the next Pop Rocks and Bleach episode, so. Definitely let all your friends know we're back in business, baby. Yeah. Nice. So, I don't know. That's kind of a summary of the past six months of information that you didn't need to hear, but I told you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas happened, New Year's. COVID has kind of messed with all this stuff a lot. Happy New Year, everyone, by the way. Happy New Year. Yeah. We started this one off with um, the Capitol being... Burned to the ground, basically, depending okay, on what well, site you look had at. My birthday. Yeah, your birthday. Mine's coming good. up. <laughs> there are still good things. 
there really is a lot to be thankful for. And I don't mean to slight the new year right off the bat and going with a, a sour attitude because, you know, there is a lot going for us right now. And, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. They don't know anything about your life at all. Is there anything that you're working on at the moment? No. Nothing at all that you want to say? <laughs> um, I don't want to talk about myself. Can I? Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. So, Hannah is signed to a record label as a music artist. No, I'm signed to a record label as an accountant. Oh, wow. <laughs> what else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's actually a rapper. So if you like rap. Um, I could do a freestyle for you right now. Pop off. Please give me a beat. Yo. I write raps. No cap. Listen up. <laughs> Fill my cup. Baby. Thank you. That's that's dropping on January 15th. Oh, wow. What's yeah, the title yeah. of that one? Always Been You. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Hannah is um, much more successful than I am behind the microphone. Oh, my God. Um, she actually goes to a real-life studio and has people that she has hired working for her, like slaves. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, maybe not like slaves. Yeah, my staff, my crew, yeah. yeah. She's got a, a pretty bang-up crew. Um, doing good out there. They mix, master, and produce the songs that she writes and sings. And um, mm -hmm. two, you have Rose and your Christmas song out, right? We don't need to plug the Christmas song. Um. It's pretty good. It, I mean, if you're feeling festive or even for next year, you can just put it on your Christmas playlist. Um, I'll leave links to, to links to those. We in were the bio. planning on doing an extra festive version next christmas extra festive pulling a mariah carey on wow. these hoes um i am really excited about this next release because this song is everything to me it's the very first song that i wrote and i was like it's your day well one. my very first good one <laughs> <laughs> i should say but i'm really proud of this one and if you don't listen to anything else except one song i hope that it's this one this is the one yeah. to listen to and so she's been working on an album for a while the studio decided to do solo releases for the uh the album well we're dropping singles first and then the the whole album comes out in spring sure so the two songs that you have out already are available on spotify apple music no let me stop you there. So Rose is available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all those wow, all other streaming services. Sure. Um, the Christmas song though, it's called A Little Bit of Snow. Mm -hmm. I think it's only on Spotify. And then you can pay for it and download it on Bandcamp. Yeah. But I you don't have to do that. I definitely suggest just sticking to streaming Rose. Yeah. Or you can buy it on iTunes as well, which I encourage. Do you have any merch coming out anytime soon? Ooh, it's in the talks. It's, it's in the talks? It's definitely on the table. Okay, so it's a little hush-hush right now. Yeah, I can't really say much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at liberty um, to divulge that information. Yeah, I'm like... They don't let me talk about anything unless I have clearance for it. Well, so. sure, you're signed by a contract. Well, yeah. So I mean, I would. They literally own me. I would. Well, and my brand. Yes. You know what? I will say the only I'm okay. My stage name, mm -hmm. right, is just Hannah, no H at the end. So now people that I know personally have started calling me Hannah and spelling it with no H on the end. Really? And I hate it. Okay. <laughs> it makes me so uncomfortable. So if you know me on a personal level and you drop the H at the end of my name, I will be dropping you as well. But if you don't know her, it's perfectly acceptable. If you're talking to me like you're like a Like you're a brand. Like you're a, a, a figure, not just a yeah. human. If you're like, oh my gosh, I love Hannah, I love her music, then word. That's acceptable. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Even my own brother-in-law. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, all right. Okay, Woody. 
Yeah. So, but anyway, very successful. Um, it's going to take off. When I say Maybe. successful, it's in comparison to me, which the bar is very low for the start. When you're uh, when I'm comparing my podcasting career to your music oh, yeah, career, yeah. the bar was very low to begin with. Yeah. So you are well, okay. light years ahead. <laughs> oh, thanks. Of where I ever hope to be. That's so nice. Um, I feel like there is. Okay, so um, there's something I really want to say, but I don't want to throw shade at anybody. I won't say names, but there's other North Pole artists who <laughs> who capitalize on the fact that they're from North Pole, which is disgusting to me. <laughs> um, and whenever somebody tries to call me an Alaskan artist, I say, no, I'm just an artist. <laughs> Do not tell people I'm I live in Alaska. Please don't marginalize me but in that way. There's other quote unquote artists. Oh, not even artists, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Who act famous already. Yeah. And I feel like there's just this unspoken competition between us. Okay. Yeah. And I I would say I'm I'm pretty successful. <laughs> so what are your plans for um World overcoming domination? Your- no, overcoming oh. your small town competition. Um, <laughs> um, I'll tell you when I win my first Grammy. Wow. Yeah. So stay tuned for that episode. I'll let you guys I'm, know. My ego is coming out, but I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. You should, you know, toot your own horn. There's a difference Thank between you. being egotistical and you know, knowing what you've accomplished and being proud well, of it. Well, it just, it pisses me off seeing <laughs> these SoundCloud rappers <laughs> who buy likes and comments and mm-hmm. views. And oh, it's just so annoying when they act like they're famous. Sure. Well, and there's an old saying, cheaters never prosper. Yeah. And so when you go about doing something the right way, it may take longer. And yeah. It may seem like, you know, other people are ahead right now, but you know, in the end, you're building an audience that's lasting. And if someone's buying likes from overseas, mm-hmm. those people in you know a click farm <laughs> in India aren't listening to their music and sharing it with their pals. They're just there to earn their six cents an hour or whatever. Thank you for giving me the "Don't let the haters get you down" talk. Yeah, I got you I back. I really needed that. Yeah, up top. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in other news, um, the world is falling apart and no. I'm making a podcast. The world is not falling apart. The world is perfectly fine and We're I'm making a podcast. going through an obstacle right now, but. Life is one you big know, hoop. They got through the Spanish flu, the Black Plague, like every bad historical thing they got through it some of them <laughs> the survivors uh, okay no <laughs> the survivors made it but the black plague was pretty sucky for like a third of the world's population well covid is really sucky but we will we will come out of this alive <laughs> and that's a fact oh yeah i got covid no disrespect to anybody who's died though <laughs> Um, yeah, R.I.P. Rest in peace. F in the chat. Um, no, a moment of silence. Moment gone. You breathe. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, so Scott got COVID and I then did. tried to kill me with it. Yep. So for Thanksgiving, we watched Shit's Creek. Yeah, surprisingly underrated show uh going into it i didn't think it was something i would enjoy um but it was good to turn on and watch something i've i've been enjoying just because i feel like david rose and i are the same person yeah and on that note i think this is a good place (laughs) to end it a very abrupt but for sure well yeah we're at we're at about 30 on this one too so Mm. Okay, well, um, thank you all for listening, those who did. Um, stay tuned for more, hopefully not as long of a gap between podcasts. If you made it this far, 
um drop an eggplant emoji <laughs> spam my twitter i'll With i'll make a tw- i'll make a twitter post right after i post this and mm. you know if you know you know comment the eggplant that'll be the secret code yeah to let us know you made it all the way to the end yeah and all links will be in bio as always um my twitter spotify um anything we talked about during the episode i'll write a list as i'm editing it um so all of hannah's links will be in the description as well and um if you want a sticker i got them and they are cheap and they're awesome so please come take them off my hands i might even throw in a bag of pop rocks for you no wow i know what a steal what a steal honestly what a bargain you guys are getting off easy on this one but anyways uh stay safe and i hope your new year is prosperous <laughs> mm. <right>. hags <laughs> who <laughs> have a good summer <laughs> you <laughs> all right bye guys toodles <laughs>